When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. With more and more Americans wanting to travel again, and not necessarily get on a plane for a six to eight hour trip, but get in the car or do something easy. Go somewhere that's fairly close to whatever city you live in, like New York. Washington, Chicago, Atlanta. Well, Elizabeth Goodridge, who's deputy editor for the travel desk at the New York Times, made me want to get up and go to a place that I hadn't really thought about in a long time, New Bedford, Mass. So you made it sound so good and you made me hungry too that I was ready to go. So tell me, you cover travel, you're going a lot of different places. What made you pick New Bedford? Sure. Um, Joan, thanks very much for this opportunity. And I have to say, I've always had New Bedford in my heart. I was a history major, and that city is one of these unsung cities of New England that has such tremendous history. You've got the whaling industry, you also have the mill industry, and you have this, you know, story of decline. Uh, the fishing industry collapsed, uh, the mills collapsed, so it really fell into decline for a while. But now a lot of residents are putting a tremendous amount of effort embracing their past, but also looking into their future. So it has restaurants now, in addition to some glorious museums. And being on the water isn't that bad either. You've got beautiful beaches and hiking and walking trails. No, and it was, which people don't realize, it was one of the richest cities around, especially when it came to textiles and whaling. And like so many major cities, the decline happened in the middle of or the late 20th century. And it was not a great place. Not so, at all. <laughs> how long did it take, Elizabeth, to bring it back? Well, you know, there was a lot of urban blight uh, in it in the 70s and the 80s, because all of these manufacturing collapsed. So a lot of people just weren't going downtown. But then a couple of local groups said, you know, we have something here. Uh, we have a lot of history in this historical district, and they still have cobblestones. So a couple of local groups got together. They used a lot of um, money, uh, federal money as well. And then they got national park status. So the whole area downtown in New Bedford is a historical district. And there's a lot more than whaling, too. New Bedford has a big history in terms of Quakerism. So it was a place for the abolition movement that really kick-started. It was one of the first recruiting stations for an all-black Civil War uh, regiment. And a lot of that um, civil rights, background is another thing that these citizens now today are really trying to embrace and let the world know that New Bedford was a place for all people. Right. And it was so and it was and is so different 
from the vineyard where a lot of people go through New Bedford to get there. That's correct. In fact, I even talked to the art curator at the New Bedford Free Public Library. That's another amazing thing. They have an art curator at the public library. And she was pretty adamant that they're not Cape Cod. They're not the vineyard. They have a whole distinct personality. And you see that whether or not you're talking to an art curator or um, a shopkeeper at a Portuguese restaurant, there's tremendous amounts of influence from uh, the Azorian community, the Cape Verdean community, Portuguese, uh, and they're proud of their city, they're proud of their cuisine, they're proud of their culture, and it really is a unique place to visit. And did you find that there was concern about COVID when it comes to this kind of travel? You know what? COVID dramatically changed travel. Don't get me wrong. But now things are really coming back. And a lot of things we were seeing in terms of COVID, there's, those themes are still happening. National parks are still a big, big interest, uh, uh, a desired destination to go to. But city travel is coming back as well now. And COVID, uh, beware. I mean, people, I think, are just fed up with it. But still, is travel from your vantage point local? Is that what people are most interested in? Or are we seeing Europe again, where people stayed away for a while? Sure. So I think the question right now is what is not popular? Because, as you said, for the last couple of years, people have been staying home and now they are just frantic to get out. So Europe is booming and lots of other places are booming because everyone wants to travel. So you've still got the folks who are going short distances on their car. But then you're also seeing, as we're hearing in the news, just airports just being bombarded by demand. Yeah, and the airports aren't doing as well as the destinations. And that's, I think, one of the bigger, massive changes that you'll see from COVID. The labor shortage continues to plague the travel industry. So people will see less daily housekeeping at hotels, fewer baggage handlers. And all of these is really due to the pandemic and uh, just the labor shortage that the travel industry is still enduring and facing right now. Well, it all sounds good. Where are you off to next? (laughs) Well, thanks for asking. Um, I'm actually going to be a fellow in Harvard University. So I'm going to be living in Cambridge for the next year. So my New England love. Yeah. Is that because um, you're teaching there or you're working there or going to school? Yeah, I'm going to be a fellow for an academic year. The Times has been gracious to me that I'm going to take a leave of absence and I'm going to go study how travel journalism needs to change in light of climate change. You know what? Great. Good for you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Good luck. No problem. Thank you very much. Elizabeth Goodridge for The New York Times. A really good story on a short trip that all of us from this area can go on. And a very interesting community. And so many communities have been to the bottom and are back again, like New Bedford. Thanks so much for sharing, Elizabeth. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC.